You're listening to episode number 19 of the Queen of Your Castle podcast. I am so dang excited to share this episode with you because we're going to be touching on some really deep-rooted kind of social conditioning about the female body and the shame and the guilt and kind of this secretiveness that we have around a big component of being a female. And so I hope that through this episode, I give you, I mean, you don't need permission to be who you are because who you are is fucking cool. But I hope I hope that maybe this will give you a few things to think about as far as how do you talk to yourself about your body? How do you talk to kids about other people's bodies? How do you talk? How do you let other people talk to you about your body? What messages are you allowing to affect you about the way that you see your body or the value that you see in your body? Um, So I really hope that you enjoy it. And I'd also like to remind you, if you have not already subscribed to the podcast, go on over, tap subscribe, and I would really, 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 really appreciate it if you would leave me a five-star review and a, wait, five-star rating and a review. That would be so, so awesome. So without further ado, let's get into it. Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail. I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in but I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch and you are the queen of your castle. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the queen of your castle podcast. I am your host, Brittany Lynch. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I am so excited about this episode uh, because this is really one of my kind of hot button core topics that I that I love to talk about uh, with my clients on social media. If you don't follow me already on social media at the Step Queen, pop on over and do that now. Uh, but what I'm talking about today is kind of tied into a question, a question that another stepmom um, had. So I'm going to start off by reading you the question and then I'm going to give you my response to that question. And you're going to see what I'm talking about very quickly as far as what I mean when this is, this is my jam. This topic is, is my jam. So the question, the question was from another stepmom, My stepdaughter, age 11, just started her period. I've been her stepmom for three years, so I'd been teaching her about her cycle and buying her pads. But she's so comfortable having her dad 
know all of her lady business. And the stepmom goes on to say, I've told my stepdaughter numerous times that there are limits to what her dad and other men should be aware of. Do you have any ideas on how to get her to keep her lady business to herself? (sighs) All right. So as with any question, there is the question that's being asked and then there are the underlying layers of thoughts and feelings and beliefs and stories societal conditioning, etc., that have all joined together to help that question be formulated. So what do I mean by that? Basically, if you asked me a question that had a 100% factual answer, you know, if you said to me, what is two plus two? Then you would know for certain that if I said the answer was four, there's no arguing that, right? This is why some people love math and some people love science so much because there's there's no arguing. There's no emotion attached to the solution. It's just the solution. That It just is that. But when it comes to the line of work that I am in and the line of work that questions, asks questions, tough questions, you know, about other people's bodies, other people's thoughts, other people's feelings, other people's rights, etc. Then the answer is no longer black and white, right? The answer is no longer two plus two equals four. The answer then becomes a result of all the life experiences that the person asking the question has had up until that point. The answer becomes a, a hybrid, a marriage of everything that you have learned over your lifetime and that your parents instilled in you over their lifetimes, and that their parents instilled into your parents, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this is something that we dig really deeply into inside of the stepmom story, because as you're going to find out very quickly, it's not as simple as just answering the question. It's not as simple as just giving advice to the stepmom about like, this is what you should do. Because when you peel the onion and you start to look at all of the layers that contribute to the asking of this question in the first place, you will realize that it is never black and white. Step family questions are never black and white, ever. Never, 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 not one time are step family questions black and white. So most people... Most people live their lives in a way in which they believe that their way of living is the right way of living. My way is right. Your way is wrong. This is how most people think. Okay. So for example, most devout Christians believe that Christianity is the only religion that makes sense. Most people who are vegan believe that veganism is the only diet that makes sense. And most people who grew up learning to be ashamed of their female body also believe that it makes sense to teach other folks who identify as women to be ashamed of their 
female bodies. So this is why, for example, we hide our tampons when we go to the washroom or we hide our pads when we go to the washroom or tampon and pad feminine product companies put right on their packaging, discreet packaging, right? Hide that, hide that part of yourself. This is why we're taught that we should shave off all of our body hair. This is why we're taught that women are meant to be small and thin and white and quiet and have straight, long, luscious hair. And that we're supposed to, that we're meant to fit into what the media portrays to be this ideal beauty standard. But ironically, this ideal beauty standard Literally 99% of women will never fit into this ideal beauty standard because most of us will never be thin enough or white enough or quiet enough or hairless enough or pretty enough, or some of us will be too tall. Some of us will be too short. Some of us won't have the right skin color. Some of us won't have the right eye color. Some of us will have a bump on our faces. And some women identifying folks will continue to menstruate and to be taught that we shouldn't do that either. Because God forbid a man, a man who was, might I add, born from a person who menstruated should not ever know that other women's uterine linings slough off once a month, approximately. So if you actually just stop for a second, take a step back from this question and take a step back and and just stop for a second and and look at the multi, multi, multi multi-billion dollar industries in the world that are targeted at women, selling products and services to women, and what I'm saying right now is going to make a lot more sense. Okay. So keep that in your mind. Keep the, keep corporations in your mind, keep multi-billion dollar corporations in your mind right now. So for example, the diet industry says, you know, be ashamed of your big body woman, be smaller here, buy my shakes and my belly wraps and my diet pills, buy my quick fix, buy my, buy, buy a perfect body, right? Buy a small body. That's what the multi-billion dollar diet industry is saying. And then we have the plastic surgery industry that says, you know, be ashamed of your big nose and your small boobs and your double chin and your flat ass. Here, buy some modifications. Buy some modifications to your body. And the beauty industry says, be ashamed of your wrinkles. Be ashamed of your pimples. Oh, oh. You're ashamed of them? Good. Here, buy some Botox in this skincare line. There are so many marketing campaigns that are targeted at women to teach us to be ashamed of what our bodies do and look like naturally so that companies can sell them products to fix that for them. 
And if folks who identify as women were taught from the get-go that we're allowed to fucking be who we are, then there would be a lot less wealthy white men out on the golf course right now. Before I carry on, I also want to preface because I know there's probably going to be someone out there saying, but I I wanted to get I wanted to get a breast augmentation for myself, right? I wanted to get a breast augmentation after I had kids because my body was theirs forever and I wanted to do that for myself. I am the last person in the world who would ever judge a woman for doing something that made her feel fucking empowered. If you want to grow your hair long and luscious and get hair extensions because it makes you feel empowered and makes you feel like a fucking badass and give her. If you want to get plastic surgery because it, it makes you feel a certain specific type of way and you're not looking for validation, you're not looking to fit into somebody else's box, you're doing it because you want to do that for yourself, go to town. You know, like if you want to wear two hours worth of makeup every single day or no makeup every single day because that's what makes you feel the best, give her. My concern is when we are taught and sold to in the sense that the way that we are is not good enough and we need to fix the way that we are in order to be good enough. Okay. So as much as I would love to answer this question, as much as I'd love to answer your question with, you know, this black and white answer of just because the first the first thing that comes to my mind, the easy answer for me to say is just stop teaching your stepdaughter to be ashamed of her body. Stop teaching your stepdaughter to be ashamed of menstruation, right? That's the black and white simple answer, but that's just my interpretation. And I also know that the thoughts and the feelings and the beliefs and the stories around this question are so much deeper than that. And I also want to offer to the stepmom asking this question, I want to offer you so much compassion and so much understanding and so much validation because I also know that because you asked this question, that you were taught to be ashamed of your body. You were taught that something that is natural and biological, that being menstruation, getting your period, whatever you want to call it, You're probably taught, like a lot of other folks who menstruate, that menstruation is dirty and shameful and embarrassing and that we need to keep it a secret and hide it and cover it up and not smell and not bleed and not wear white pants and not leak. And most likely, because you are taught that you need to keep it a secret, and if you don't keep it a secret that something bad will happen to you, I recognize you who asked this question, I recognize that you're probably more than likely trying to save your stepdaughter from being shamed or made to feel bad for something that is natural and biological. Like I understand the good intentions behind this question. So I want to preface my answer by validating that I completely 100% to my core understand where your concern is coming from and why you would believe that the right thing to do would be to teach your stepdaughter not to share menstruation with men or other people, right? Because most women have learned that it's safer when other people don't know that they're menstruating. I want to retract women. I want to retract women from what I just said. Most folks who menstruate have learned that it's safer when others don't know that they're menstruating. 
Okay. And so, you know, while I'm sharing this, I can't help but bring back a vivid, very vivid memory from my childhood. I think I was in grade five, maybe, or grade six. It must have been grade six. So I, at this point in this memory, I hadn't yet gotten my first period. I hadn't started menstruating yet, but I knew that I was going to eventually. I, my, my mom had had the talk with me. Um, so anyway, I'm sitting, I'm back in grade six, we'll say six. I'm sitting in Mr. Dang's science class and a girl a few desks ahead of me shoots her arm up into the sky and she's waving her hand frantically for the teacher to come over so the teacher says like yeah and she's like no come here come here come here right beckoning him over waving frantically you could tell like something was wrong so he goes over and leans down and she whispers and his face changes and she grabs the stuff off her desk and she beelines out the classroom door like a bat out of hell So it turns out that she had gotten her first period right there in the middle, literally in the middle of learning the periodic table. But when she bolted out of the class, there was blood left on her seat. And I'm sure that I don't have to tell you what happened next and how absolutely horrendously that she was teased and shamed and tormented, not just for a few days, like it was the running joke for as long as I went to that school. I actually feel like the heat of shame rising up my body as I'm recalling this story. And after that day, when she got her period, she actually ended up leaving school that day and staying home for a few days because she got teased so badly because she was made to feel so ashamed of her body. And not only did that experience very likely plant a very deep root of shame around her female body and around menstruation, that experience also planted a deep root of shame for me around my female body, around my menstruation. Because I saw the way that everyone reacted to that. I saw the absolutely horrendously shameful, denigrating ways that she was treated because of that. And I thought from that, I learned from that, oh my God, I do not want to get my first period at school. I started, I literally started wearing panty liners after that just in case, because I didn't want to get my period at school. You know, and I'm thinking, what if the same things, what if the same thing happens to me? No. And that was, that was the first time that I had seen anyone get a period. That was my first experience with a period. That was her first experience with a period. That was every other girl in my class at that time's first experience with a period. But I am going to go out on a limb by saying this. I'm sure that this experience was not limited to this classroom in the middle of Edmonton 20 years ago. And honestly, as I, as I bring this story back from my memory, my heart still hurts for her. And Nicole H., if you're listening to this by some wacky coincidence, 
then I want you to know that I am honestly, from the bottom of my heart, deeply sorry that you were shamed that day and all the days after that. And I wish that I had had the confidence then to stand up to the people who hurt you like that while it was happening. You know, I wish that I wish that someone had taught me and told me before that day that my body was not shameful just for existing. I wish someone had taught me and told me before that day that it was okay. No, not okay. Better than okay. Completely 100% fucking normal for certain people to menstruate. I wish that when we were back in grade six, I hadn't already been programmed by society to hate my female body. Because if those conversations had been had with me before then, I probably would have been able to stand up for you. And so Nicole, if you're listening, this is my apology. And for anyone else who is listening right now who has been made to feel ashamed of your body, whether it's because of the color of your skin or because you menstruate or because you don't menstruate or because you're not thin or because you're a trans person or because you have stretch marks or acne or body hair or because you're too tall or you're too short or you bite your nails or you don't have straight white teeth or you have a disability or you don't have kids or you do have kids but not as many as other people think that you should or for any other fucking reason that someone has told you that you are not good enough or attractive enough or feminine enough based on the qualities that make you uniquely fucking perfect because they make you uniquely you. I want you to know that I see you and I hold space for you and I fucking hate this system that has been built on the backs of oppression and marginalization and abuse and violence. And it teaches people, it programs people to believe that you have to be a specific way in order to be good enough. But those fuckers are lying. And those messages are lies. And a handful of people are getting very, very wealthy and very, very powerful because we continue to lie to ourselves and lie to each other about our worthiness. You listening, you are fucking perfect just the way that you are because of every single thing that society tells you makes you less than. Not in spite of it, because of that. Shaming of women's bodies has got to fucking stop. We have got to stop teaching our kids that there is a right way to be and a wrong way to be. We have got to stop coddling our sons and teaching them that the female body is something to be protected from, that they are better than the female body, that they get to decide what the female body looks like, how the female body acts, how the female body behaves. We have got to stop teaching our daughters that men deserve to be protected from our womanness, from this, the loudness of our voices, from our body hair, from our emotional outbursts. Like, what are we fucking teaching our kids? What are these stories that we're passing on to our kids that have been passed down since the fucking 1400s that nobody has stopped telling yet? Why are we still having these fucking conversations? Why are we having these conversations in 2020? Why is this still fucking happening? Like, imagine if Trump's mama taught him that women menstruate 
menstruation is normal for some folks and that women's bodies were not put on this earth purely for his exploitation and financial gain and so that he could grab their pussies. What would the president of the United States be like if that was, if his mama taught him that? Women are not fucking objects and we were not put here to make men comfortable. Louder for people in the back. So let's circle back to your question about how you can teach your stepdaughter to hide her lady business from her dad. I hope that I've done uh, a good enough job of explaining why she shouldn't have to hide her lady business from her dad or from any person. I hope that whoever is listening to this is ready to have uncomfortable conversations with whoever it is in their lives in order to normalize something as fucking normal as menstruation. Because some people who identify as women do fucking menstruate. We all came from someone who menstruated. Every single one of us was born from a person who fucking menstruated. How is menstruation not normal yet? Why are we still paying a tax on menstruation? Why do we still have to buy tampons and pads every fucking month and pollute the environment (laughs) because we fucking menstruate? Like what is happening? We have the opportunity now as step-parents, as parents, as people to change these fucking conversations. If your stepdaughter, person asking this question, if your stepdaughter was my stepdaughter, the way that I would handle it is I would be celebrating her menstruation with a fucking goodie bag. I'd be hopping on over to Nyx.com and buying her some of those amazing leak-proof period underwear that they have because they're so much more comfortable than pads or tampons. Also, if you haven't heard of Nyx leak-proof underwear, I'm going to link them in the show notes. And if you use the code Nyx10, you can get 10 bucks off your period underwear. By the way, no waste, dry, beautiful, so comfortable. Beautiful bonus is that they stock nude tones for all skin colors. So if your stepdaughter was my stepdaughter, I'd be making her a special period goodie bag, getting her some leak-proof NYX underwear so that she could be comfortable when she menstruated. God forbid a woman was comfortable when she fucking menstruated. I would get her some Digize essential oil to rub on her abdomen when she has cramps. Young Living sells Digize essential oil. My friend Krista taught me that little trick. Best cramp remover of all time. I'd also get her in her goodie bag some nice soothing tea like lavender with chamomile or David's tea has lots of delicious tea or hot chocolate, something warm and soothing and luxurious and luscious. I would teach her that when she menstruates, she is allowed to be comfortable. And also in addition to that goodie bag, I would be teaching her that some people are going to try to make her feel ashamed about her body. I would teach her that regardless of that, regardless of those people's ignorance, I would be teaching her that she deserves to feel comfortable in her body, in her skin, every single second of every single fucking day. And above all else, I would be teaching her that it is not her job in life to make men comfortable, period. I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. 
and in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week, same time, same place. For more behind-the-scenes action and to get really up close and personal with me and our beautiful step family, jump on over to Instagram and follow me at the step queen. Don't be shy. Send me a DM. Tag me in your posts. Tag me in your stories. Let me know what you're up to and what about the podcast has been blowing your mind. I cannot wait to get to know you better and Instagram is my jam. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend. And I hope that whoever is listening to this is ready to have uncomfortable conversations with the people and with people in their lives who need to have be had conversation. How do I, how the fuck do I say that? I hope that you are ready to have uncomfortable conversations with people who need to be spoken to about this. Well, fuck, I'll try, fucking try that again.